0: You might have seen a house fly, maybe even a super fly, but I bet you, you ain't never seen a donkey fly. (laughs) Is that from Shrek? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, let me restart. All students to return to their house dormitories at once. All teachers return to the staff room immediately, please. I like the donkey one better. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wizards Pod. My name is
1: Jay. And I am Dee, and today is episode 5 of of season season 2. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure? I'm playing with our dog, your dog.
0: Yes, and it's time for us to record, so you should start ignoring her. All right. (laughs) We have quite a bit to discuss today in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, so should, shall we get started with the movie analysis part? Yeah. We pick up right where we left off. The scene opens up with Harry updating Hermione that, according to Tom Riddle's magic diary, it was Hagrid that opened the Chamber of Secrets 50 years ago. Meanwhile, Hagrid shows up behind them as a trio is trying to figure out what is the best way to ask Hagrid about this. Take it away. I like how sunny it is. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've said spring, is yeah and... spring is coming. Spring is coming. It's cool. Uh, big, scary, and hairy thing. Something like that. And they're talking about the spider. But <laughs> Hagrid thinks that uh, he jokes
0: that he might be talking about. They yeah. might be talking about him. And he must have heard his name being brought up by Ron. Because he was very close yeah. when he said his name. But yeah,
1: it just, I don't know. Like, Hagrid is too nice again.
0: Yeah. There was something that I think you had a comment about, but you did not say it because we were watching the show. When Hagrid mentions that they are almost ready to chew up the mandrakes to heal all those that were petrified. True. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: so, like, our mandrakes, like, beings do they have feelings because he's like yeah they're mature enough their pimples are starting to go away it's like they're through their teenagers. you know what i mean yeah it's kind of creepy and like you see them as like little babies kind of crying in the beginning like yeah i don't know what what do you think they are magical
0: plants do they have a consciousness are they being killed i mean i don't think that i still believe they're not being killed i i still am a believer that it's just the green part which is kind of like their hair their hair yeah that is being trimmed is being used to make that potion or juice that will help the petrified
1: i don't think they kind of look like ginger like
0: ginger root (laughs) (laughs) if you think about it sure yeah yeah i mean you're right. <laughs> they yeah. did look like Ginger <laughs> But yeah, that's the only comment that I had about this. The other thing that I noticed is that Neville is still the Gossiper-in-Chief, even in this movie, because he comes running and telling Harry that someone tried to rob his belongings. In you apartment. must come. You must come. <laughs> I mean, he, Harry yeah. would have found out anyway, and or he could have found out from somebody else, but it always has to be Neville.
1: And here in the next scene... The next scene is when they go to the dormitory, right? Yes, correct. It is is when they start learning more and I like that, you know, they use a little bit of reasoning
0: mm-hmm.
1: saying, "Hey, it must have been a Gryffindor."
0: I noticed that as
1: well. I agree. Yeah. So that was very good. Um in the books, Pierce, Percy is put as a red herring because people because Ginny says that, "Hey, I know something about Percy and Percy's like," you know. It's nothing. She she just saw me kiss someone. And, you know, Ugh. we think that, like, person might be, like, who would think that. Ugh. But then you see the book being stolen, and then you're like, oh, it has to be a Gryffindor. But, yeah.
0: yeah that That's what I'm going to say about this scene. It's a good point. Uh, and we're going to notice throughout this episode that the mystery is slowly, slowly being resolved but it's one step at a time so right now we've narrowed it down that a Gryffindor must be after Harry's book we've also narrowed down that Harry is not the heir of Slytherin in the last episode we also narrowed down that uh, Malfoy's are not in that bloodline either so it's my process of elimination a lot of things are going to you know narrow it down quite a bit
1: yeah
0: well the next scene is also fairly short we see the Quidditch match being cancelled. In the movie, there is usually only one Quidditch match per movie. Of course. In this movie, but however, it's... while the second yeah, while the second match is about to happen, it is cancelled anyway. I mean, who wants to pay extra for the CGI one? Yeah. One match is enough. Plus, if there were more than one, there would, you know, it would take a lot of time time is limited budget is limited time is money anyway so that's what they do but i just wanted to clarify for our listeners who maybe have not you know seen the or read the book that in the books there is not just two but there is multiple quidditch matches throughout the year before and after christmas and there's a
1: championship yes that people win correct things like that yeah
0: correct well Unless you have anything else about this scene, let's move on to the next one right after this. Yeah, when Hermione is petrified. Yeah. Or we find out, yeah. we learn. That well, Hermione
1: McGonagall in this scene calls Harry. Yeah. And she's like, you should find Mr. Weasley. I yes. have something I need to Correct. show with the both of you.
0: My first question to you about Hermione being petrified is, were her parents notified? Probably. And if they were, how come her parents continue to let her go to the school, given the events that took place at Hogwarts in these last two years alone? How did all muggle and non-muggle parents live with that thought?
1: That is a good point. They just don't like their children, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or they but must have every, a lot of trust Every, in every Hogwarts. Year, every year at Hogwarts, someone is maimed or dies.
0: Not yet, but... Or
1: Patrick, you know, last year the professor died, Professor Quirrell. So, like, every year something crazy happens. There is a three-headed dog, then Sirius Black is in the castle, Yeah. then Death Eaters are in the castle, yeah.
0: And the other and the last question I have about this scene, I guess I had only questions, is why didn't they cover her eyes? Or Hermione was just like probably most of them, all of them actually, petrified with their eyes open. What if the monster showed up and looked her in the eye uh, while petrified? Would it have killed her? And I know that they don't know it, how this episodes happen. Yeah. Maybe they don't make the connection. But still, even if they just leave her like that, which they do, what do you think would happen if the monster would show up and just look her in the eye while she's petrified would she be dead?
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: I don't know the answer. I don't know
1: either. Huh.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I had more questions about this.
1: I guess they would have have closed their eyes. You know, maybe like this just happened and no one got around to it. But I think they would have closed the eyes because like the eyes get dry and all of that, you know. So, like, uh... just to keep. Like if without knowing that it's a basilisk, just to keep them or their eyes from going dry or for someone having to go and like manually do the work, I think they'd close the eyes.
0: And when I say close, I didn't mean close the eyelids. I just meant cover their eyes.
1: Yeah, but I, I meant close the eyelids. Do I, don't think the eyelids would, oh, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if it's possible. It's because
0: they're frozen. They're, they're petrified. So I, I don't think they will have the dry eye problem because everything is just dried up. Really, everything is frozen or petrified. Hmm. But I I just, knowing what we will learn soon about how this monster kills or petrifies people, it just makes me wonder what would happen if somebody who's petrified sees them. I think they'd die. Okay. I don't think they would because now, according to me, they're not dead, but they're also not not alive.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, It's just a theory. I mean, I don't have much evidence to go about it. It's just a hunch, actually.
1: But, yeah. Yeah. I have more to say when it comes to, like, the monster killing people, because we'll learn later that yes. the monster doesn't really care about killing people mm. anymore.
0: Well, I think we're ready to move on then to the next one. Where? Oh, gonna... well,
1: here, let's talk about... Oh, never mind. Um, there is something that I noticed, I think,
0: yeah, we'll is that next.
1: you can see her minus fist that's closed, and yeah. that's going to come later on.
0: Yes. Yeah. Then we got to the scene in the Gryffindor common room where professor McGonagall announces new rules because of the recent events. And she also warns students that if the culprit behind these events is not caught, Hogwarts might be closed. This
1: is my favorite scene. Why is that? In this section that we're analyzing. Um, first of all, McGonagall goes there. Um, Ron and Harry decide to do something like take some type of action. Mm-hmm. But the reason why it's my favorite is because of the framing, the camera work that they do. I
0: have the same note.
1: And they frame Ginny. But. And you can see that she's like worried.
0: She's but you know what I serious noticed? Serious. Not just that. We see Ginny right after McGonigal announces this news. But right after Ginny, we see Percy, Neville. We see uh, Dean. We see a lot of other students and it's i mean it's not just from afar like we see each of them for a few seconds or one second each so yes it's a hint that Ginny might be somehow involved in what's happening but it is very subtle yeah very subtle yeah i I mean Ginny in this movie has not if i'm not mistaken has not said a single word word other than in the beginning when she's trying to find her jumper in her house that's
1: it also leave him alone uh, to Draco. Good point. Him. Yes.
0: So two sentences total. Yeah. And then one sentence in the first movie when she says good luck to Harry while he's going through the platform. Yeah. So this is a character that we do not see too much. We hear even less from her. And she gets camera time. She gets camera time. But in this particular scene, she gets almost as much camera time as the others. Yeah. The only difference is that the camera focuses on her first. So if you've never read the books, you still don't know that Ginny is necessarily the one doing all this. And even if you know that she's somehow involved, you don't know the extent.
1: Yeah.
0: I think they did. Even that. she doesn't
1: know the extent.
0: True. I think they did that remarkably well. Yeah, I agree. I that that's why I
1: said like this scene is my favorite, and you mentioned this as well. The common room is seen during the day, right? Mm-hmm. And we usually see it during the night.
0: Well, this one is during the night too. I think. Is this one? I think so. The night? I think so because Harry and Ron decide that they're going to leave the castle, and then they're like, sure, "Oh, we're yeah. going to leave leave the castle." You know, you you heard them after six p.m. We should be here. Okay. So
1: Yeah. Fair, fair. There are some other
0: scenes during the day. The one I mentioned in the previous episode, as well as, I think. Uh, I don't know. There must be another one that I've seen. Oh, the one where they go to find Harry's uh, wrecked uh, belongings. Yeah, that that's like during the day. During the day. But I think this one is later in the night. Okay. okay. I think. We can go and check.
1: But yeah, it's, it's interesting. And yeah, they take the cloak and they go to meet Hagrid. They go to meet Hagrid. In Why the did he open the door with a crossbow? Was he going to kill someone? Uh, I don't know was he gonna resist arrest was he waiting for the monster to come because later fudge comes and he it's not like he's like ah, I'm not coming and fights and whatever
0: so let me wrap up what happens in this scene because you are yeah. covering a lot of here and there in this scene we are in Hagrid's house Ron and Harry use the invisibility cloak to go and visit Hagrid and they ask him whether he opened the Chamber of Secrets or if he knows anything about it. Meanwhile, Hagrid is visited by Professor Dumbledore and Cornelius Fudge, the Minister of Magic, who takes Hagrid to Azkaban prison as he's the primary suspect behind these attacks at Hogwarts. And to make things worse, Lucius Malfoy shows up and tells Dumbledore that he has been suspended at Hogwarts as Hogwarts headmaster. Yeah. Quite a few events happening in just the span of a few minutes at, Hag- at Hagrid's house. To answer your first question, whether or not Hagrid was going to attack someone. I don't think so, but I think it was for self-protection to yeah, deter... But who did
1: he think was
0: coming? Anybody. Anybody that may be an angry mob of parents who thought that... I, I just think find there, it I think interesting, are, yeah. I, I, it's very interesting and it's a good point, but sometimes when people you know, will see a Hagrid like that, they'll be less likely to attack him first, number sure. one. Number two, let's keep in mind that Hagrid lives between you know the entrance to the dark forest as well as the regular Hogwarts grounds which means any magical being could be attacking him and to make matters worse, this is probably the best option there was a mystery 50 years ago which ended up being blamed on Hagrid as we know that was never resolved Yep. and that thing could be coming for Hagrid himself True. Whatever the yeah, thing that, is, because Hagrid said, doesn't know. Like, Hagrid is be... actually one of the few people that knows that it was not uh, Aragog that did yeah. what happened. So he knows that the threat is real, and who knows who is going to go for next? Yeah. So either way, Cornelius
1: Fudge is uh, uh, shown for the first time. So like, correct. We see the Minister of Magic, which I don't know. Like, is the Minister? like democratically elected is he appointed by someone i don't
0: think they ever clarify
1: that because it, it cannot be a democratic election because dumbledore was offered the office offered multiple True. times
0: if you think about so it who, ministers are usually not elected right you know, so the who prime elects? minister that appoints yeah, them who however this minister of magic is appointed they end up introducing themselves to the muggle Prime Minister. And whenever there's a new Prime Minister Muggle Prime Minister, they go and announce themselves. And
1: yeah, I think it's more that's what I meant. that the Muggled Prime Minister or some Muggle Prime Minister.
0: Hagrid is clearly nervous, as you may have noticed in this scene, and scared that something bad is about to happen to him, not because of the crossbow that he's holding, but also when he fills up the cups of tea. Yep. He overflows them and he's not paying very close attention to his what's hand happening is shaking. Yep. There is also a deleted scene here, right, leading to this scene where we see Harry find his invisibility cloak and together with Ron they become invisible in their dormitories. Where do you find these
1: scenes? I looked on yesterday on this magical
0: were, thing called the internet.
1: And there were like seven minutes of deleted scenes.
0: That's not enough.
1: I don't know if I saw that one or maybe. They're I not
0: did. all in one place. As a thing, you no, just have so to,
1: have to look, yeah, look more. Yeah, different. Sources interesting, yeah. I don't, I wish this movie was like six hours. Long. Me that too, I wish all of them were
0: 10 like, hours especially long this each. one.
1: Like, the deleted scenes are so good, yes. Um, yeah, and I don't like Malfoy, but he has very good hair, Rude. uh,
0: it's long and silky, but it's not, yeah, come on,
1: thick. It's good. Like, he has a did you see that he has like a black bow tie? Ugh.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 He has a very smirky look in his face when he turns around and says that it would be an awful loss if the school, for the school, if muggle-born students uh, will keep being attacked. Yeah. But he's intentionally he turned think... around and looking at uh, Hagrid's chimney, not knowing that Harry and Ron are hiding yeah. under the invisibility cloak. I mean, they clearly make Malfoy as probably expected to be very, very evil and. Against Bubbleborns.
1: How does Dumbledore know that Harry and Ron are there? We learned that this cloak is like the most magical cloak there is later on.
0: I could not agree more. We know that this is practically one of the three Deathly Hallows. And even Death could not see through this invisibility cloak. You could basically hide and escape Death. But Metal Moody can. Yes, that's true. That's, an, that's one of the plot holes, which is weird, but Dumbledore before even Moody, yeah, without using any special equipment at all, just his half moon glasses or whatever, probably without the glasses, can see through it. So it's amazing how, like you said, it's a cloak that is super powerful Yeah, and allegedly you can escape death from it, but yet you cannot escape Medai Moody's or somebody who pretends to be Eye Moody yeah. or Dumbledore.
1: <laughs> See, okay, what I was thinking about this is that maybe, like, he's so good at uh, legivancy, legivancy, what, what is it? Oh, sure, sure. So he's, so he's just
0: trying to read thoughts Occamancy. in the room. Yeah,
1: so he's just reading thoughts, but, like, to read thoughts, you have to, like, look someone in the eye and, this and that. This is how it's explained in the book. So again, I don't know like how it is explained. Maybe like he just feels presence and feels magic Mm -hmm. like he does in the sixth book. Yeah, But yeah, it's just something that I noticed and it's a little annoying. It's cool. You know, it's like a hint to us like, oh, Dumbledore is so cool. But again, it takes away from something
0: else. I agree. In in this particular uh, set, Dumbledore reminds us once again that help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. Yeah. This is one of his go-to phrases. He uses it more than once. Yeah. And Hagrid also gives hints to Harry and Ron, you know, follow the spiders and feed Fang.
1: Yeah, feed just, Fang. Like, do you think Fang starved until Hagrid came back? Because we never see them no, going he, to Fang did to not, feed him. He did not. And then like Harry, Hagrid comes back and it's like, Fang, <laughs> oh, you wretched people, <laughs> no, goes on the Because, we see, because we see Fang again. Yeah, I know. I know. So, but it's just funny because Harry and Ron seem completely out of it.
0: I'm sure even if Harry and Ron were to completely forget, there, were, there would have been other people who were notified that Hagrid is in Azkaban and somebody should take care of his house, his dog. I'm sure. I mean we don't see it but it's a pretty yeah it's a joke tool. it's a
1: joke all right what's the next scene
0: well in this next scene harry and ron go in the dark forest while following hagrid's advice and following the spiders they meet with aragog who tells them that he's not the monster behind these attacks and that hagrid never opened the chamber of secrets he tells them that there is another creature in the castle doing all of this meanwhile Harry and Ron barely make it out of there because Aragog wants his children to feast on them. Harry and Ron are saved by Ron's dad flying car. Here's a deleted scene that I will start with. I don't know if you know about this. Part. I know. I know about this one. Is. They run into the car before they find Aragog. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, the Ron forest s- has turned it. Wild, yes, yes, exactly. Ron says that. Which, if you take this deleted scene into account it makes sense how they were not very shocked later on when the car comes to the rescue yeah but i thought it was worth mentioning and there's a memorable line from ron at the beginning of the scene when he says why can't we follow the butterflies
1: spiders it has to be spiders all right here is the first quiz or today, the first question. Why don't question you save them for the, the end? Nah, it's more fun to Because you don't take bit.
0: notes and you forget them. Just admit No. It.
1: no. <laughs> why does
0: Ron, why is Ron afraid of spiders? Mm. Because he has a, he had a bad experience with a spider when he was younger. Be more specific. I'll leave the specifics to you <laughs> because the quiz did not say, show your work. No, nah, come on. That's, <laughs> that's all I will say. Yeah. That's, that's
1: a cheap skate. Uh, he is afraid of spiders because he, he used to have a teddy bear and George transformed the teddy bear into a giant spider. Oh, and that's why he's afraid of spiders now. Got it. And he's afraid of spiders
0: when they're moving, he's not afraid of spiders when they're dead. Interesting, okay. I did not remember that. I'm guessing it's somewhere in the book, probably in this book. Okay, did you like how fluent Aragog was when he spoke English? Because I didn't, and I'll tell you why. He spoke very fluent and theatrical English for being a creature that just escaped from a box and lived in the wilderness, while in the meantime, grope i don't know if i should give away who grope is but he's a character that will show up in the dark Forest in the fifth movie and he is way more similar to a human than aragog is he he can barely speak
1: but we don't know what level of intelligence this spider has right
0: the level of intelligence is one thing but the fact that the english was so again clear fluent theatrical and it it's, it doesn't seem quite real. Yeah. Like, even they, they're, they're going cheap with the CGI in this scene, trying to keep yeah. the spider in the dark. Yeah. Uh, even though they spent quite a bit of money on the other spider, so I can understand why. But you don't see its mouth move really, and it's like. You it could have done better.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. When you think about it, right? Like, does the spider have a tongue? Like, how does it pronounce all the letters? Yeah yeah it's it's interesting but again when it comes to you know grope i think like grope didn't live as much among humans as this spider did for one thing and we don't know like how smart this spider is
0: but but i agree i don't know how they do it in the book okay okay i'll give you that is there anything else you have to add to this scene with aragog um
1: I like that the other spiders start chasing them Mm -hmm. Um, and how they didn't attack Hagrid because Aragog told them not to, which makes sense. You know, you just go into their layer and they're going to want to attack. I was
0: going to ask in second quiz. Oh, please. I mean, I'm used to this now. Uh, But it's funny how your quizzes are about the book and my quizzes are about the movie. Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, what's Aragog's <laughs>
1: wife's name? <laughs> Aragogia. No, what is it? Uh, I don't remember. Well, okay, so you... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I know that Hagrid found Aragog a wife also, uh, and they had many many children. We could see that. But yeah, then the car comes, saves them. Harry uses Aragnia Exime. Yes, which is cool. And hilarity. He learned that
0: spell from Voldemort himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> learning from memory. the best. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so they leave the dark forest. Anything else about this scene before we move on to the next piece of the puzzle? Okay. So there,
1: there is this thing. I Like it comes up later on, but I'm going to mention it now. Um, Mr. Weasley says that never trust something that has a mind of its own if you cannot see where its brain is yeah and he's referring to tom riddle's book but his car seems to have a brain of its own and we don't know where its brain is you know think on its own so and he made that car so what's up with that or
0: you know that doesn't count for him i mean even in the Mongol world, people say, do as I say, don't do as I do. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and he fair. loves muggles, so he just took a page yeah. in the muggle book. <laughs> All right. I like that. I like that. I, we're going to leave it at that. I don't want to get angrier. Sounds good. Well, in the next scene, while Harry and Ron have gone to visit Hermione in the hospital wing, where she is still petrified, Harry finds a page of a book in one of Hermione's hands, like you noticed earlier. And that indicates that Hermione may have already cracked the secret of the Chamber of Secrets, or at least part of it. (laughs) Uh, Similarly with the first movie, there is something here to be noted. One of the members of our trio is incapacitated towards the end of the movie. Last time they got so close together, but then Ron was the one to fall first, and then Hermione, whereas this time it's Hermione. Later on it will be Ron. And Harry will be alone. Moving on alone to give the final punch Damn. to the enemy. Guess what? It happens in the third one. As it well. happens
1: continuously. Then, then the fourth one. And in the fifth one.
0: In the fifth one, well, the fifth one, Dumbledore comes. Yeah, and Harry gets punched quite a bit, but still. Yeah. And then in the sixth one, let's see. Yeah, then the tables turn for a little bit. Yeah. But then in the seventh one, yeah, we see the the same thing yeah same theme so before we move on to the part where we see what's written in the page do you have anything else to say about the fact that hermione had cracked the secret and she has a mirror she is really smart yeah but the mirror part i don't know like how how did she know that like a mirror don't kill her you know because she made the same reach the same conclusion that they do right yeah yeah
1: but still it would be kind of a risky thing
0: I mean, she had to go from one place to the other. Yeah, I don't know. Still. She's smart. All right, all right. Very smart and very hardworking as well. But yeah,
1: we learned that the basilisk is. I I'd like to have read this page more. Uh, I don't know if you did like pause and read I, it. I did not know. But it gives more information. I think how like the rooster's song will kill a basilisk like this is the third time you reference that you're yeah. so fascinated yeah. it, aren't you it's <laughs> <laughs> just like this huge snake which is like meters long and thick and strong is killed by a rooster why did not fox bring a rooster later on but he brings a stupid hat Oh, that did, we'll talk about that later. Because Whatever. first,
0: Fox would have to go find a rooster, whereas yeah. the hat was just laying it's in the same sh- office with Fox.
1: Whatever, <sighs> he's a magical being; he could have snatched a
0: rooster from somewhere. I think, <laughs> I think they did very well, and in this case, the credit goes to Rowling when it comes to when it came to unraveling the mystery. Yeah, because first, like I noticed earlier, we know that. While Harry is framed for a little bit, first Draco and then Harry, we start getting some very good indicators that, hey, Harry is not the Aristodian, but neither is Draco. And then the attention moves very briefly to Hagrid, but he's exonerated. And we know that not only Hagrid didn't do it, but Aragog did not do it, and it's another monster. Then we learn from Hermione in the scene that it is a snake, a basilisk. Yeah, and that's which, why Harry can which explains, hear it. Yes, why Harry can hear it, and because he speaks to snakes. And then meanwhile, we learn that spiders fear this basilisk and whoever looks it in the eye dies. So we've seen the spiders move away whenever yep. there has been an yeah. episode of this happening. And then we have seen water and that's coming and, from the pipes. Absolutely. They also did, yeah deduce that the basilisk must be coming through the pipes that no one has looked. And that no one has looked the basilisk in the eye so far. Uh, and they also deduce that the girl who died 50 years ago must be moaning mortal yeah I mean they put two or two together right it's so many well facts. that came from Aragog right Aragog said the but girl they did, died in the bathroom they did not put it together yeah. until they found this page yeah, in the book now all the pieces of the puzzle are fitting in Moaning Myrtle is the victim the monster is a snake coming through the pipes that kills if you see him directly in the eye but not indirectly because let's recap here just inside through the ghost no Nick cannot die because it's a ghost. The cat saw it through the reflection in the water, and yeah. Justin saw it through the lens of the camera, and Hermione saw it through her mirror. Yeah, there so. is another person actually
1: who's petr- petrified with Hermione. I don't
0: remember who is it. I
1: don't remember her name either,
0: but yeah, they're both petrified. Okay. and the library. Do you find it interesting that only students are being attacked? Like the fact that there is no staff being attacked by this monster. I mean the probability that a staff but member would be attacked by now is increasing as more and more students but that's the point like
1: Salazar Slytherin monster wanting to get wanted to get rid well Salazar Slytherin wanted wanted to get rid of all muggleborn students because he didn't want muggleborns to be studying magic so he didn't have anything against the teachers he had something against the students mm, if that makes sense
0: yeah it does interesting point but a lot of his, you know, great, 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 great grandsons or followers, or whatever you want to call them, as we will see in the next movies, they don't just despise the students that are yeah, muggle born they borns, despise. Also the teachers uh, yeah. and the teachers who teach things like muggle studies, hint, yeah. hint, movie yeah. seven, part one. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said, you know, there's got to be some muggle-born teachers at Hogwarts. Or maybe not. Or, or maybe not, and that's a problem. <laughs> that's but. a problem oh my god okay anyway at the end of this scene we hear a wireless announcement from professor mcgonigal asking all teachers together and all students to go to their house dormitories A well, question for you my question for you is how did mcgonigal announce this what kind of magic did she use because we have never seen any speakers placed anywhere in the castle but it seems like it's coming from like her office or same whoever. magic that ludo
1: bagman uses in the fourth book to like magnify his voice Sure. Same magic Voldemort sure. uses in the seventh book. You've convinced, to talk, convinced yeah. me. To talk, yeah. But I have another problem with this scene. Go for it. So we learn later on that it was Voldemort that took Gin- Ginny to the Chamber of Secrets in order to, like, take over her and etc. etc. But we also know that Ginny was the one to write the writing on the wall under the orders of Voldemort. Why did he write that? Why would he be like, I've taken her and her skeleton will lay there forever? Like, why do the writing? What's the point? What would he gain by that other than unwanted attention at that point? Because,
0: you know, I I guess he would want as few people to know. Because Voldemort loves attention. If Voldemort did not love attention, he would not have done what he did in the seventh movie, part two, where after being told that Harry was dead even though he did not check himself he wanted to make a show out of it he made Hagrid sure. carry him because it carried some emotional tension and, and he also made Harry, Hagrid was big and everyone would see him exactly but he also wanted Hagrid in particular because he had the other Giants too fighting for him but no he wanted Hagrid to carry him then he brought him yeah. there as a trophy in front of others, and he made everybody come. He is a little bit dramatic. Him. He has an appeal yes, for these, but he ca- he plays. craves attention. Yeah, so he's always craving for attention. So that's, I think, how you can explain what he did, why yeah. he did what he did. With okay, the writing okay,
1: I I like it. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. That's what I do.
0: <laughs> so yes, we you kind of led into this last scene where Professor McGonagall announces that Ginny Weasley has been taken by the monster in the Chamber of Secrets itself. And Professor Snape also, let's not forget, puts Professor Lockhart on the spot by saying that his moment has finally come for him to deal with the monster, since he had said uh, that he he knew the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets. And Professor McGonigal also says, well, you are a legend, so we'll let you deal with the monster. Um, When McGonigal invites all teachers to show up in the second floor corridor, how many teachers do actually show up because i counted it's mcgonigal and snape lockhart and flitwick that's four basically transfiguration potions uh dada yep. and uh, charms but no other professor we didn't see the history professor we do not see the uh is a class that's the activation which hasn't been yeah. introduced it's only four professors that we've kind of seen that we don't see. we see madame sprout she's not a professor. no it's madame pomfrey yeah i don't see sprout professor there. sprout no i don't maybe she's i didn't notice uh we see filch who is clearly another professor i mean yeah uh, you know he cannot yeah, perform budget. magic. we see an extra but so far in the background that you can just see her silhouette yeah i think it's the same lady that played the librarian maybe but her the the, the Hogwarts staff should have at least two to three times more teachers and we know it does from seeing them on the yeah. table but you know budget yeah
1: like Who teaches? Them. Yeah,
0: i mean they shouldn't have said all teachers they could have said all heads of houses maybe and that is more convincing because almost all heads of houses are there almost yeah. heads um sprout that, i think
1: yeah if professor sprout was there that would be all heads of houses uh, at, at
0: least that's more believable but whatever it's just Something minor, I noticed. Also, Rupert Grint, who plays Ron Weasley, played it really well in this part. Uh, He shivers and his voice is shaking when he reads the writing on the wall, saying that her skeleton will lie in a chamber forever, knowing that that's Ginny, his sister. Very minor scene, but done really well. Is there anything else you have to say about this scene?
1: No, after you explaining the Voldemort thing to me, like, it makes me feel better
0: now you can rest yeah <laughs> good yeah nothing else well that sums up today's episode it seems like it's shorter than others yeah. but that's because you know we had a lot of um the other ones for long <laughs> yeah and there are you know different events happening here but they move so fast from one to the other where yeah. they do not leave you too much room to all dive right into quiz <laughs> Let's start with quiz which now has become the segment where only I am the one asking questions yep. to you. All right, are you ready? Yes, tell me. Which house were the Gryffindor going to play Quidditch against for the game got cancelled. Correct. By what time are all students expected to be in their Six. house is every evening, correct? How many governors signed Professor Dumbledore's Twelve. suspension as headmaster? Uh, 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 Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and on what floor, I just said it many times, did the teachers find the writing on the wall indicating that the student was taken by the monster? Seventh? I just said it two times. Second. Second, okay. Second floor of the corridor. That's the only four questions I had for you today. Ready for the favorite spell in the movie segment and in the movie so far? In this episode. And in this 22 minutes worth of movie that we have analyzed today, we have seen only one spell being cast twice by Harry. Because as we have said, now he is And it's genius. a spell that we have already seen. And we have seen it in the last episode as well. It's Rania eczema, a charm used to blast away Mantulas or other large spiders. So if you account last time's casting of the spell, this is three times overall in the movie and in the series, just like... Wingardium Leviosa, so yeah. the two most popular spells in this series are Wingardium Leviosa, believe it or not, and Arania, Arania Exeme. Exeme. <laughs> But in the whole movie, in the whole Chamber of Secrets so far, for me, the favorite one still remains X Fell And for me, Revert. They just decided to pick some. <laughs> <laughs> but good for you. Do you have any other spells that I forgot? no I don't I think you got them all right not a lot happened and having said that then let's move on to the last segment which is the bi-weekly profit but <laughs> <laughs> normally in this segment we will give you some news about the wizarding world as well as celebrate birthdays of characters birthdays that have occurred in the between the two release dates Of our last episodes. We don't have any such birthdays to celebrate today, but we wanted to remind everybody that Harry Potter 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts has been available for a while now on HBO Max. I still haven't decided how we're going to handle it. I want us to watch it. Yeah. Me and you. But watching it by the time we're done recording and releasing Uh, and whatever, all the seasons that we plan to do. We should do like a special. (laughs) Is there anything else that you'd like to add? regarding the bi-weekly profit segment or any segment or anything else.
1: Just excited for the next one.
0: Well, until next time, let's just remind you, we have two more episodes in this season. We're not done yet. Uh, Until next time, please solemnly swear.
1: That you'll be up to no good. Ciao. Bye.